Welcome to the Mind Body Project Podcast. After over a decade in the health and wellness industry, Aaron realized that our bodies change only short-term unless our mindset changes for long-term success. Both our mind and body are forever linked. We are continually building up new ideas and tearing down old ones in our construction zone we call our mind. After this podcast is over, make sure you give it a like and a share, and please subscribe and review this podcast. I would now like to introduce you to your host, the man connecting your mind and body to create a limitless life, Aaron Zegler. Welcome back to the Mind Body Project. Thank you for taking a little time to join me today. Starting off, I have a have a confession to make. For probably the last three, four years probably, um, up until maybe a year ago, uh, probably maybe six months ago, I was a junkie. I was a knowledge junkie. And you might be thinking, well, what are you talking about? What's a knowledge junkie? A knowledge junkie is someone who learns and learns because it's easier than doing. Um, How many times have we said, I just need to learn one more thing, then I'll be ready. Just one more thing. I, I don't know quite enough. And that was me for a lot of years of uh, holding me back from different things was, you know, uh, just needing to know that that next thing, because that next thing I learned will probably be the one that really makes a difference. Um, and, and I think, and I would probably, it's a fair statement to say that a lot of you listening are knowledge junkies. Or are you, do you keep telling yourself, well, I just need to learn one more thing. I need to just try this one more thing. And then, um, I need to take this one more course. I need to read this one more book. Um, I need to, to, to watch this, uh, one more YouTube before I do this. I need to, um, to listen to this one podcast by this person because that's, that's going to be the one that, um, I saw the title and that's what they, uh, that's what I wanted to hear. And so that's what they're going to talk about. And once I listen to this, then I'll, then, then you listen to it, you watch it, you read it. And then you realize that, oh, they said something I'd never heard of before. Well, now I need to do that. And the first step to making change is to recognize you have a problem. And when you're a knowledge junkie, you feel very, um, very productive um, because you're doing stuff. You're, you're learning, you're telling yourself over and over, uh, just, I'm working on what I want to do, what I want to be. Uh, so, so I'm moving in the right direction. But then we, then we step back and go, hmm, I've been learning a long time, but not doing. And so today I want to talk a little bit about, um, some different strategies, just four of them. <clears throat> That, that we can use to use knowledge effectively and not be a knowledge junkie. A knowledge junkie, we're just going to get more and more and more and more. We can't get enough um, because if we had enough, then we would have started whatever we were going to start. Um, you know, I, I can't go look for a new job because I have to I have to look for all this stuff. Places at hiring, do I want to do a remote? Do I want to do a virtual? Do I want to go to somewhere? Do I want... Let me do the research. Let me figure this out. Let me do that. And then we do all that and there's something else. 
And because um, that's easier to do is to gain that knowledge and actually go do it. Um, and sometimes when we're a junkie, what do we need? We need an intervention. Well, guess what? Today is your knowledge junkie intervention. I'm stepping in and saying, you may not know it all, but you know some. Stop looking for the next answer. So we're gonna we're gonna go through four different things that that in this intervention that you can use to use knowledge effectively, use it for you and stop using it for an excuse. Because sometimes when we look what's holding us back is we're using knowledge as an excuse because we're saying, I don't know enough. And when we say that, that is an excuse. So the very first thing is, um, and um, I was so guilty of this uh, for a lot of years, is I, I need to know every detail. I need to know the ins and the outs, um, all the different ways and all these things. But then I realized that, and this is the first strategy, is learn a little, do a little. How many times have you kept saying to yourself, as I did, I need to know the whole process so I don't mess up before I even start? But we have to stop waiting till all the pieces are perfect. Um, So if we just learn a little bit, maybe, um, so uh, let's take this podcast, for instance. Uh, It's been been almost a year. Um, and I didn't know anything and, uh, anything about podcasting at all. Um, I didn't know what equipment to buy. I didn't even know how to do it. I didn't know anything. So I started watching a few YouTubes. They would, uh, have some links there of different equipment, um, different programs of different hosts. Um, and, and so I would just watch one. Okay. Well, what kind of equipment do I need? Um, y'all, I had my equipment for maybe a couple of years. Um, I had I had the microphone and um, well, that's really all you need is a microphone and, and a stand to hold it on. I had that for like a year and kept saying, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. But then I kept saying, well, I need to learn a little bit more because I don't know how a show is supposed to go. How is it um, how am I supposed to get it to everybody? How am I supposed to get it on these all these different podcast platforms? I don't I don't know. So it just sat in my uh, drawer and didn't do anything. And and then finally I decided, okay, I'm going to learn a little and do a little. So I already had the the equipment, the podcasting equipment. Okay, okay. Now how do I how do I even record it? What do I do to record it? And so then I did some research and found out how to record it. So I record a podcast um, before I ever um, launched my podcast. I probably had already recorded five or six episodes um, and and upload them to where I needed to. So so I recorded it. Okay, now I recorded. Now, what do I do with this? How do I get it off my computer to into your into the into whatever podcast uh, you listen to, whether it's um, Amazon, whether it's uh, iTunes, whether it's uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever it is. How do I get it there? I have no idea. So then I, I did a little research and, and found out how to get it from my computer, how to to change formats, then how to upload it into a host, um, and then how to to 
automatically make it go out um, every week um, like clockwork to where it's supposed to go without me having to go to every single one. Um, so that whole process looked very daunting to begin with. But when I broke it down to learn a little, do a little, it was a whole lot easier. And then it got to, I thought, okay, I want to do some, I want to do interviews. Well, how am I, I can't carry my computer. Okay. Well, let me upgrade my laptop, my, my, uh, pro, my, whatever it is, the, uh, hard drive. And, and then I'll just take my computer, I guess. So I upgraded my, my hard drive on my computer and, and it didn't have what I needed still. It's like, well, what am I going to, how am I going to record? How am I going to go somewhere to a, uh, guest and record this podcast? I, I have no idea. So then I started to Google, uh, how to do remote podcast. And then they had some equipment listed and then how, where to get it and, and how to work it and how to move it from your, your remote, um, disk to onto your computer. And then I, I learned that a little at a time. I learned a little, did a little, learned a little, did a little, did, did uh, my dad was my first interview. So I went over his house. I set it all up like I was, you know, like I knew what I was doing. Um, uh, just the other week, I was on a on an interview with a guest, and oh, wow, looks like um, man, you this is good equipment, and you, I mean, you got a whole setup. I said, but and I was honest. I said, don't let it fool you. I mean, I mean, this makes me look smart, but I really just Googled it, and I mean, there's not um, this this stuff makes me look way smarter than I am because I just uh, Googled it and and bought what they told me to do and and hooked it up like I was supposed, like I YouTubed it, and and that's how I did it, and then. Uh, a few months ago, around Christmas time, um, I upgraded my microphone um, that I record on now that that um, that goes into my computer. So because I did some more research, I thought, oh, they said this is a better better um, this is a better microphone. It's better has better sound, better quality. Oh, okay, so I got that. And then um, somewhere it's it's been six months or so. You know, I decided, okay, I need an intro and outro for this uh, podcast. Uh, if you listen to my very first podcast that I put out, um, beginning or August of last year, uh, it doesn't have an intro and outro. It just has me coming on and saying, Hey, welcome, uh, and going into it and then cutting right off. So, well, how do I do that? How do I get an intro and outro that's not me? How do I hire somebody? So I Googled it. I, I, you know, found the, the website that you can freelance and, and they record them and you, tell them what you want and they send it to you and how to do it and how to uh, splice it all together. And it's, I did a little, I learned a little, I did a little, learned a little, did a little. Um, so, you know, over this past year, it's been a process of, um, I, I didn't, when I first launched my first podcast, I didn't have what I know now. I did not know then. I didn't know how to do all that stuff. I knew how to hook up the microphone and talk into it and record it. And that was it. So, but over this past year, I've learned how to um, do those things. I've learned how to um, interview my guests and have conversations with them and, and do those different things and how to conduct that and and the, the microphone placement, all that kind of stuff. I've learned that over the year from trial and error, from Googling, from YouTube, reading, all those things. So the first thing is definitely don't wait till everything's perfect. It's going to be imperfect. I mean, I did a podcast uh, with uh, my friend Brant uh, Ferris. It was on Dad Talk. We did the first 15, 20 minutes and it, it, the, the 
my remote recording wasn't even recording. So it's not always going to be perfect. You're going to mess up, but that's okay. That's how you learn. So now, I mean, when I hit record, I wait a minute to make sure it's recording. So I don't have that problem again. Thanks for doing this with my friend. And I didn't have to tell a guest, um, you know, hey, we messed up. I was listening to uh, Ed Milet uh, actually today, and he was talking about his very first podcast with uh, um, an interview was with, um, I think, Jennifer Lopez. And uh, he said, we did like a whole hour and a half. And I told my son, you know, hey, get the uh, disc. His son didn't even have one in there. So they they didn't record that whole hour and a half with Jennifer Lopez. So I thought that was kind of funny. But, I mean, we, we all go through that. But I bet that hasn't happened since. And since I messed up that recording, it hasn't happened to me since. So it's learn a little, do a little. The second thing um, about using knowledge effectively is... Knowledge is comfort. Um, and aren't we comfortable in our comfort zone? Um, be, you know, when we're, you know, I might be sitting in my office. I might be uh, reading a book. I might be listening to a podcast. I might be watching a YouTube. Um, and and that's comfortable. I'm in my, I'm in my space. Uh, I'm listening to, to whoever's speaking or I'm reading or I'm listening to an audio book. And yeah, yeah, that's what I need to do. Yeah. And I feel really good. And yeah, okay. Yeah, I got that. But once we learn the knowledge, then we have to get uncomfortable. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, it doesn't do any good from my desk if I'm not doing anything. If I'm just sitting here listening to it, it does. It, I'm comfortable, but I'm not doing anything. Going back to my podcast, I had to learn that knowledge, but then I had to get uncomfortable because I had to record it in the privacy of my office. But you know what? I had to send it out to the world for the world to hear my ums, so's, ands, well, uh, hmm. The world got to hear those. Was, I mean, and, you go back to listen to my first ones, and sometimes I go back to listen to them. Like, ooh, that's kind of rough. Um, even some of my my first guests, when I we have a conversation and I interview them and we talk, um, they sound kind of rough. But because that's not, um, it wasn't perfect. But I couldn't learn all that stuff um, and then stay in my comfort zone by getting uncomfortable. I've realized that okay, I need to I need to speak a little differently in this way. I need to have a conversation with guests in this way. I need to change my tone of, of a question I might ask or different things. Um, how can I, you know, improve sound quality? How can I uh, do the different things? But I can know those. But if I don't go practice them and get a little uncomfortable, then the knowledge that I learned in comfort is useless. Knowledge is supposed to be learned to make us uncomfortable. I mean, what if a doctor knows all this knowledge of being a doctor, but they never, say it's a surgeon, they know all this knowledge about surgery, but never go into surgery. Well, that's a waste. Just because you have all the knowledge, you need to put that knowledge into practice. And I'm sure a surgeon, the first time they go into surgery, even though they have all that knowledge, it gets uncomfortable because, well, this could happen, that could happen. All these different things could happen. The same thing is true with, with, with me and and same is true with you is that, like, yes, things are not going to go right. 
all the different podcasts I've done, all the different shows I've done, some things didn't go right. They didn't really sound the way I wanted to. They really didn't. I didn't get out maybe from the guest totally what I wanted to get from. But when you get uncomfortable, then you start to get comfortable with those new things. And then it then we're able to get uncomfortable with some different things and sometimes a harder thing. Um, when we're talking about knowledge as a comfort zone and we want to get out of that comfort zone. So to use knowledge effectively, we have to learn the knowledge and then get uncomfortable with it. And to get out of that comfort zone, the third thing is, the strategy is, we have to know when enough is enough. When do we have enough that we can start? We don't have to know beginning to end. We just have to know enough to start. I didn't know everything that was entailed in a podcast, but I knew enough to start that I needed a microphone and needed a way to record it onto my computer and what program to use. Okay, that's enough to get started. I didn't, after that, I didn't know, well, once I record it, what am I going to do with it? Where am I going to put it? How am I going to make it? go into the World Wide Web from my computer. How's that going to happen? I didn't know all that. Um, but know when enough is enough. Know when it, and you know enough that you can do a little. It, again, it doesn't have to be everything. And when you know enough to start, then you're going to learn more as you go. You're going to learn more through research, whether it's your reading, listening, watching. And you're going to learn more through your experience. Now, you know, I mentioned before that when I was 19, I started working at McDonald's. I started working at McDonald's as a shift manager trainee. Um, I ended uh, my career at McDonald's after three years as an operationals uh, manager over the, the whole restaurant. But I didn't know everything I knew when I left there. When I when I started as a manager trainee, I barely knew how to flip a burger. I sure didn't know how to manage people. But when I started, I had to learn the processes of McDonald's. And once I learned the processes of how to cook fries, how to cook burgers, how to how to assemble them, how, how much ice goes in a Coke, what, what the fill lines are, all those different things, then I got to start to learn how to manage people. But I had to, I, it was kind of hard to manage people if I didn't know what, I didn't know their jobs or what they're supposed to be doing. So, I I knew enough to to start. I knew how to flip a burger, how to make a milkshake, um, and, and then as I, I I got better at knowing how to do the products, then I started learning some management skills, how to um, talk to employees, how to um, for them to do the things I asked, to set up the expectations, how to do those things. So from beginning of a manager trainee to an operational manager is a huge leap. But if I'd looked at that and said, well, I'm going to have to wait till I'm completely perfect, that would have never happened. I had to do a, learn a little and do a little. I had to learn and get out of my comfort zone and be uncomfortable to learn to, to be able to put those things in practice. Um, so, so as I went, I accumulated additional information, just like my, my, the mind body project. <clears throat> I've been able to accumulate, um, knowledge over the last year, how to do the different things. And the fourth thing, um, <clears throat> and probably I would say one of the most important things, if not 
the important thing is action, action, action. Did I mention the word action? You have to take action. Knowledge is great, but knowledge is useless unless you take action. It, I mean, I, I could I could know how to um, produce this podcast, produce the Mind Body Project. I could know it all the ins and outs. But if it never gets done and I never take action and do it, what good does it do? What can I say? Well, you know, I had this idea for a show and this is how you would do it. And these are the guests I'd have. And this is what I would talk about. But if I talked about it year after year after year and never produced the Mind Body Project, it's wasted knowledge because I didn't put it into practice. I didn't put it into action. I didn't take that uh, uncomfortable step to put it into action. And, you know, action looks different for all of us. Maybe it's to find a new job. Maybe it's um, to find a, a a new spouse, to find a new um, uh, a new car, a new um, whatever it is, new furniture, all those things. I mean, this is as simple as furniture. You know, it, and if we go to the the opposite end of, of a new partner, a new job, let's go back to furniture. How many times have you looked and looked and looked for furniture? You see all these things, but you... It's a year later, two years later, we still haven't got any furniture, but we, we saw all these great things. We, we know what the best fabric is, what wipes off the best, what absorbs the best, what's best for kids, what's best for pets, all these things. But you still don't have any furniture. So that's useless unless you go out and say, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. Here's my dollars. I want that couch. It's useless because you can't sit on knowledge, right? You can't stretch out and take a nap on knowledge. No, you have to have go out and <clears throat> physically purchase the couch for it to come home for you to lay on, sit on, enjoy time on. So you have to take action. I, I in, in a in a mastermind a couple of years ago, I talked about being a knowledge junkie, and um, I did that because. I felt like, you know, sometimes we use that, you know, as a mastermind, you can come to it, you can learn these things, learn these tools and these tips and these techniques um, and these strategies and you and you go away from, oh man, that was, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm pumped up about that. But then you don't do anything with it. So you can hype yourself up and, and you say, well, I'm going to a mastermind. I'm going to whatever it is. And, and that's, you know, I have a habit of doing that. It makes you feel good every week but you don't do anything about it. What about if, if your company has conventions um, and companies are great about this? You go to the convention, you're hyped up, you're you're really pumped up about it. They, they've told you all the products that are coming, all the different things that are involved and and you've had some great speakers and they just wowed you and you, you know, you're, you're around 10,000 people. And I mean, they're all just cheering and clapping and they'll have these sayings and the music is pumping and, and you get done. And even, you know, after it's over, you're around the hotel and you see other people. You say, yeah, yeah. You're talking about all this stuff. What happens when you go home? You pumped up for maybe a couple of days, maybe a week. And then it starts to, to fade. Um, 
and you have all this knowledge. You learned all this great stuff. You, you learned what the speakers had to say, what your company had to say about the products and the, the plans and, and benefits and all that kind of stuff. But you lose that and you don't put all that into action. You had all this great knowledge, but you didn't learn a little and do a little. You didn't move out of your comfort zone of knowledge into your uncomfortable action. You you didn't say, I know enough to get started. And you didn't take action. So chances are when you go back to that convention, that seminar the next year, you're going to be in the same place you were the year before. You go, man, I was here last year. Man, I was pumped up and I was going to do all this stuff. And I got home. I didn't do any of it. I didn't take action. And that's the biggest takeaway from stop being a junkie. Stop being a knowledge junkie. Take action on what you know. You'll never know it all, but you know enough to get started. And when you know enough to get started, everything will change. So today was your intervention. And today, you stop being a knowledge junkie. And you start putting everything you know into action. Hey, we'll see y'all next time. And as I tell my wife Kim every night before I go to bed, it's Bomb of the Night. Double A out. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to connect with Aaron, you can do so by going to AaronDegler.com or find him on social media as Aaron Degler on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Once again, we greatly appreciate you tuning in. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We greatly appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Mind Body Project Podcast.